The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? Prizes don't chase winners. So the idea is that you are a prize and a winner comes to and grabs the prize. It's not vice versa. So like you need to be sitting there in your light shining like the fucking top of the Chrysler building and they need to be working for you. I mean, I get constant questions. I'm sure there were a lot that you were asked for our Q&A. You know, it's like this guy ghosted me. Should I reach out to him? No. You know, it's like, I think from the get, and I have so many friends in really serious relationships headed towards marriage. And obviously this is like somewhat has become my profession. So I do tons of research and I just also just ask a lot of questions. And any healthy relationship from the get, it starts like that from the beginning. There's no question about how much they feel about you. If you're confused, they don't like you. It's that simple. And we overcomplicate it. Because if we just admit, hey, they just don't like us so much, that suddenly is a confirmation about maybe how we feel about ourselves. Instead of just being like, they don't like us that much, and that's okay. That was a quick clip from this week's episode with our internet bestie, Serena Kerrigan. Serena gained popularity through her creation of the first ever Instagram live reality show. The show Let's Fucking Date streamed her virtual blind dates with over 50 men in 2020, accumulating her over 5 million views. And the title of today's show is Quarantine's New Must Watch. She now has over 500,000 followers on TikTok. She is a confidence queen. And she's here to give us tips and tricks on not only how to be confident, but how to be successful at dating in the age of technology, which is no easy feat. I began following Serena a little over a year ago when I found her TikTok and instantly fell in love with her energy. It is absolutely contagious. And I have to say, I've applied a lot of her uh, advice in this episode, and I've noticed a shift in my overall feeling about myself and in my confidence. So with that, here is this week's episode with Serena Kerrigan. I was saying as we originally jumped on that this AMA is popping off. It is one of the most like quickly responded to AMAs that I've ever done. And people have so many questions for you. I think when it comes to dating right now, things are fucking stressful out there. And as someone, and I can tell you from my own personal experience, like I, so I got married when I was 20, was married for 10 years and then became single and started dating again. Back then there was no Instagram. There was no um, date. I've never been on a dating app in my life. Holy shit. When you're one of a million girls, it's like, how do you actually make a connection and stand out? Mm -hmm. It's hard. And it feels really defeating. Like, even if you are otherwise confident, it is fucking rough out there. It's very rough out there. I agree. 
I feel like dating apps have become like Uber Eats of dating. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, it feels like there's the options are endless. So no one wants to commit. Um, But honestly, I think that if you approach dating apps and dating as this really difficult, hard thing, you're never going to find someone. How are you going to stand out? You're one of a million. Then you won't. Like you literally won't. Because I truly believe that you can manifest anything you want in your life. And it's all about the mindset that you have, the mindset of abundance. And I don't mean even sound so woo-woo, but it's like, I just have noticed, it's like whenever I wanted anything in my career, or if I wanted the apartment of my dreams, which I found, or if I wanted to get into a school or do all in a test, you know, it's not to say that every time it's going to be a home run, but I do, I have noticed that when I truly believe something will happen for myself, it happens. Maybe not the way that I intended it to, that moment when I, and I don't put any time constraints, but if you are someone that says, I'm going to fall in love, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a kid, whatever it may be, I'm going to get a promotion. It will happen. You have to truly believe it's going to happen. And so that is kind of my response to that we can get more granular, you know, about how to stand out in a dating app. But what I've actually been doing this summer is taking a different approach, which is sure. Like going on dates from dating app. Absolutely. The, the thing to do is just get on the fucking date. Like there's no, this. I've never heard of the talking stage until after the pandemic. What is the talking stage? If I haven't met you yet, I've heard of women coming to me being like, I spoke to a guy for six months. Then we finally met. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have time right? Our time is so limited. So it's so important for you to just get on that fucking date. And if they're not asking you, move on. In my Bumble profile, it said it was something along the lines of like, what's the best way to get to know me? And it said, ask me on a fucking date because these guys just want to like go back and forth. First of all, I will say that I think people and I date both men and women. So I think people in general have a really hard time holding a fucking conversation. That's been my experience. Like it, like, it'll be like, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then it just goes radio silent. Okay. So this is step one. Yes. First of all, especially cause you're on Bumble. So that's a great way to start. Cause like, you're going to be the one starting the conversation. You never say hi. You never, never. say, how are you? Yeah. Let's throw that out in, you know, in, in the trash. You also don't say, where are you from? What do you do? First, you have that information. This isn't the date. The date, you can get all the information you want. This is the, the way to get in the date is to grab attention, right? It's to, to engage in a fun, exciting way. And that is banter, honestly. It's like responding to one of their prompts that's so fucking random. Like, I know the best place for tacos. Okay, where is it? Because I know the best place for tacos. And like, if, if you, you know what I mean? It's like, I bet you like, you haven't heard about this taco truck. Like it's about response. And that's why the apps that don't have prompts, like Araya, for example, I find to be the hardest to use because there's very little to work off of except for like a million photos in a weird fucking slideshow. Okay. PowerPoint. And then like a a song that like they picked like in 2009 that's still on their profile. So it's about like that kind of back and forth. And it should be like a ping pong ball of like these like semi fun, cheeky, jokingly funny lines. Doesn't even have to be funny. And then it's like, let's go. Oh, you know a place? I would love you to take me. Boom. One of the things that I always did on Bumble, I'm currently dating someone. So I'm like off the apps moment 
for right now. Well, there you go. We'll see. But um, I would do a fuck, Mary kill, like right away. I would just be I like, fuck, fuck Mary kill. kill. What are we doing here? And the option would be something outrageous like Trump, Oprah, and Ellen. Like, what are who are you killing? Who are you fucking? Who are you marrying? That's a great and, one. And then I would always give like some funny response. Well, I would X, Y, or Z. And then like one, you weed out all the Trump supporters right away. Like Boom. you're gone. If you don't believe in my rights, <laughs> we're not dating. We're done. We're not dating. And two, it's just like a funny thing because then you're left with like Oprah, who's Oprah, and a lesbian, which is just ironic. Yeah, it's a great way to weed it out. I also created a card game uh, that literally like has questions designed initially it's called let's fucking date and i also have let's fucking fuck and let's fucking play but i initially created this game to help people on in in virtual relationships i created in the pandemic Mm -hmm. so like if you take any questions out of this card game you're gonna have a great prompt to use so that's another way of doing it like another question i love asking is like if you were soup what type of soup would you be yeah so soup would you be oh what type for me um, yeah. I would definitely be a clam chowder. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Creamy and rich. <laughs> See? See? I would be, yeah. um, what's mine? Mine's a French onion. Oh, love Because I'm decadent, gooey. There's like a lot of things beneath the surface. Very soft beneath the surface. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So that's a fun question. But that's the thing. It's like, you're not really getting to know them, but you're just understanding their sense of humor, or how they perceive themselves. It needs to be quick and easy and just get on the date. So, you know, the banter begins and then it's really just like, do you want to go and get coffee or not? You know, like I will not sit there and talk and t- get go back and forth. It's like, I will literally say to people, here's my number. Call me if you want to get coffee. I'm off of the app. I Because here's the thing. The apps are designed to keep you hooked and scrolling all day long. It will drive you nuts. You will end like a bad first date and go home and scroll for three hours if you're not careful. It's just that addictive. And so I, for me, I'm like, I got to get off these apps. So I'm just like, if I'm interested and we match, I'm giving you my number pretty quickly. And it's like, we're either going to go out or we're not. And I love what you say about be don't what is the prize winner thing i'm working yeah. on it right now my covid yeah brain. It's, it's prizes don't chase winners yeah. so the idea is that you are a prize and a winner comes to and grabs the prize it's not vice versa so like you need to be sitting there in your light shining like the fucking top of the chrysler building and they need to be working for you i mean i get constant questions i'm sure there were a lot that you were asked for our q a you know it's like this guy ghosted me. Should I reach out to him? No. You know, it's like, I think from the get, and I have so many friends in really serious relationships headed towards marriage. And obviously this is like somewhat has become my profession. So I do tons of research and I just also just ask a lot of questions. And any healthy relationship from the get, it starts like that from the beginning. There's no question about how much they feel about you. If you're confused, they don't like you. It's that simple. And we overcomplicate it. Because if we just admit, hey, they just don't like us so much, that suddenly is a confirmation about maybe how we feel about ourselves. Instead of just being like, they don't like us that much. And that's okay. Because it doesn't mean that I'm not likable. I think that that is so important. Like I went on a date last week and after the date, he was like, this was so fun. We really vibed, right? And then he was like, I'll text you later to like set up another date. And then on Saturday, he texted me like, hey, it was great getting to know you. I thought about it and reflected. And I just feel like we were better off as friends. 
And I was like, thank you so much for letting me know. I'll see you around. We're obviously not going to be friends. I have no, absolutely no fucking interest, but I appreciate the honesty, no ghosting, but I will not, I will not lie to you for a second. I was like, I, I was taken aback. It was like a little bit of like a sting. Like it's like when you get a shot, like it's a, a, not a nice feeling, especially when you didn't see it coming. But less than, and I always say this, you, 24 hours, that's as long as you get to spiral about anything. And I didn't spiral, but it definitely bothered me. The next day it was done because I was like, okay, that was the universe fully fucking protecting me. And, and there was things about him on the date that I wasn't like, there was just little things here and there that I was like, hmm. It's not a red flag, but it's a data point that I'm collecting. And I'm not sure if I love this data point, but I'm collecting points. And that's what should be in the first date. You're just getting information. And there was a couple of things that I was like, don't love it. But like, who knows? I try to be very open-minded. But I realized now I'm like, it's okay that he didn't like me. It doesn't mean that I'm not likable, that I'm not going to find my person. If you immediately let one opinion decide the identity of who you are, you're fucked. Like you're literally fucked, period. And you know this, it's like, People talk shit. It doesn't mean that you are a shitty person. That, yeah. That's on them, right? Like he didn't like me because he just didn't like me that much. And that's okay. It has no bearing on my self-worth. Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about favor. Summer is here and that means barbecues, weddings, and of course, travel plans. Staying up to date on your reproductive health and birth control prescriptions may not be the first thing on your mind when you're busy with fun summer activities. Luckily, favor, formerly the pill club, they'll do the hard work for you so you don't have to stay on top of it. If you're thinking about switching birth controls or maybe trying it for the first time, but don't know where to start, favor provides personalized access to care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door in discreet packaging on time every time. The service you know and love as a pill club is now Favor. Favor provides digital care, prescriptions, and products for your well-being. Favor combines medical and pharmacy experience with an advanced telehealth platform and their licensed medical team puts your health first with access to affordable birth control, skincare, menstrual care, and sexual wellness products and more. With over 4,000 five-star reviews, Favor carries over 120 FT approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $6.99 per pack without insurance. Favor delivers birth control to your door free and discreet packaging along with fun self-care extras. Right now, you can go to heyfavor.com slash reality. Favor is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every recovering from reality listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's heyfavor, H-E-Y-F-A-V-O-R.com slash reality to get your birth control package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, heyfavor.com slash reality. You must use the link to make a donation. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. 
I'll also say that dating multiple people will always be my recommendation. When I am dating the current person that I'm dating right now, I went in no strings attached. I had a girlfriend and a husband at the time. And I was like, this is I went in guns ablaze and I was like, this is my situation. This is where it's at. Immediately the connect. I mean, it was one of those things where like the connection was so I spent a whole week there. I didn't leave his apartment. Like it was like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I'd come home, take care of my kids and then like leave immediately to go back to his place because that connection was just so strong. And so I think that dating multiple people is something that is taboo. And I think I think it's because in part because in our culture, we really can't differentiate between love and lust and desire. And so we immediately think a lot of us as women think, oh, my God, I'm I fucking love this person. And it's like, no, you're just (laughs) figuring out. And then when it does, when that burns off in three months, we're like, oh, fuck, this is the end of this. And the whole time you weren't dating other people. And so I really feel like, you know, until you have that conversation of exclusivity and like this is what we're we are, we can see a potential moving forward and we want to like figure this out, spend the next year really getting to know each other. Date. Date. It won't hurt so bad. I I totally agree with you. And I think it it, it feels very like. Okay, this is how I do it. I remember I really liked this guy and I didn't want to date anyone else because I was like, I found the guy. Like, and by the way, that I said that after like date two, which is insane. You don't know someone until until you're dating, like for real, like after a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. Like, I'm sorry, but like you still are getting to know this person. And the problem is when we go on the first date, we build them up in our head, we idealize them. You spend 45 minutes to two hours with them, and now suddenly they're your future husband. Like, I'm sorry, no you need to bring it down to back to reality and realize that like you still don't know this person yet. You are both presenting the best versions of yourselves. You're having very surface level conversations for the most part. You got to wait. You got to let it build. And the way to wait and to not build it up is by dating other people. And I think a really nice approach is by being like, do it so that not just so you don't get too attached, but also so you can see if you really like them because you have someone to compare it off of wow, I felt really good with this person. I felt like I laughed more with this person. Like, I really like that this person like held the door open or maybe picked the spot, but I really liked that this person like introduced me to his parents. Like it, again, like having that comparison is great. And it's important for you to stay fucking level-headed because the last thing a guy wants, and we're talking heterosexual relationships because I can't speak to anything else, is a girl who is obsessed with him. In the beginning, you are the prize. He's the one that is supposed to be obsessed with you, chasing after you. And that is not games. That's just life. Yeah. That's just how men are. And that's how they work. We were hunter gatherers. They went out and hunt. They want the fastest fucking running deer. They don't want the deer that's already dead next to them. That first they want to be week, like, yo. That yeah. first week I was at my now boyfriend's house every day. It was because he was texting me every day going, where are you? Why aren't you here? I want you here right now. I miss your presence. In, but can I try in, in my, mm-hmm. for this? I don't think personally, I would never advise you spend an it. entire week with, with I, someone you're dating. I agree to a certain, I agree. But for me in the beginning, it was just fucking. So it was like, I didn't want a relationship with him anyway. I and that's probably maybe, why though, because there was a degree of like, he, you, you were putting out the energy of like, you are not even hard to get You're no. you aren't gettable. Right. But, but I, but I want to say for anyone listening, 
you have to have a full, well-rounded life. 100%. You know what I mean? And like, you can't stop your life. Like whenever I, my number one rule in dating, first date, two drinks and ditch, period. And I remember getting a lot of responses from women being like, but like, what if they get upset? I'm like, good. They should want you and want to be like, where are you? Like you want them. If they have too much of you, they're going to be like, cool, I got to know where I'm done. Yeah, like, I wasn't an life. option. Like I was married and I had a We're girlfriend awesome. and it was like, this is what I want to do for right now. And when I don't want to do it anymore, I won't like And That's, that first night unavailable. that he asked me to spend the night, I was like, mm, okay. And then the next night that he asked, he was begging. And I was like, I'm going to go like, but you were like completely unavailable to him. I think not, that like typically yeah. when people go on dates, they're available because they're going on the date and they're there. And so it's really important to show them that you are unavailable because you are not because you're pretending to be, but because you might have a kid, you might have friends, you might want to go exercise. You might have a really intense job. You might like want to listen to a podcast. You have to have a well-rounded life. This person cannot become your life or else you will literally constantly live in a state of lack of control because you can't control another person. The only thing you can control and like feel validation from is from within. I a hundred percent agree. I will also say dating men and women is totally different. Like yeah. women usually, this is just my experience. It either is friend zone really quick. Like we would be best girlfriends or cause I also date femmes too. So right. it's like th- that happens more. So in a femme femme <laughs> date where you're like, right. Oh, we're going to be friends <laughs> or, you know, they're like the, the U-Haul. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a saying because it's true. Like it is. And then, but with men, what I've noticed, and this happened with my husband actually too, we go on five or six dates and it's like, wow, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden they freak out and pull back. Mm -hmm. And that is not the time. And I want to say this because I hear so many of my girlfriends do this. Actually, I have a best girlfriend. I won't, I'll leave her name out, who is dating a much older successful man. And they had been dating for four four or five months. And then all of a sudden he just was like, I need some space. And yeah. she became super angry and super resentful and all of this stuff. And I go, nope, nope, back off. Go great. I'll see you when I see you walk away, play it cool. Because oftentimes when a man at feels like, Oh my God, this could be something real. They freak the fuck out. They freak out, freak out. And so Yes, I agree with the like, we're the prize, be chased. But if you've been on several dates and I'm talking more than six or seven, yeah, and a man yeah. all of a sudden just goes, what? And pulls back. Just play it cool. Don't give him a speech about how you were better for him anyway. By the way, by anyway. the way, by the way, always play cool. Yeah. Like if a guy like ghosts you, you're done. Yeah. Like you got the sign you needed. So like regardless, like because at the end of the day, there was a life of yours that that person wasn't in. There was a moment where you hadn't met them yet and you were great. You were fine. Yeah. So you will, you will continue to be fine. I think it's also about like, I'm very emotional. I'm very sensitive. Like I'm not this like hardo that I don't have feelings. And I just like, but when it comes to that person, okay, we have text, FaceTime, email, you can fucking, you have so many modes of communicating to other people in your life. Like, so when you're upset and angry and upset, like whatever, go to someone but don't go to that person. Don't go to them. Like she got, your card. she got, you know, really angry in the apartment and was like, you'll never do the, better and all the stuff. And I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, just walk away. And I Done. go watch, he will reach out to you in three weeks within 100%. three weeks. And guess what? Did she listen to you? Three yeah. weeks later, Easy. he was back. 
So, and even with the current guy that I, that I'm dating right now, like when we actually were, we ended up having a conversation that was like, I ended things with my girlfriend because it was really clear to me that like, we just were not compatible. Right. And I basically was like, you know, there's definitely something here. Like, are we wanting to, so it was very unconventional and not what I would have ever expected for someone that I was actually going to have a long-term relationship with. But there was a moment like three months into it where he became super distant. And I remember he left town for like 10 days and barely communicated with me at all. And I could have been uh, old Alexis would have very much so been like that clingy needy bitch. Like, Hey, what's going on? Like, is something wrong? Or like, is so- never, no. never. I was like, never. Hey, uh, you know, he would check in with me. I like periodically, like I'd hear from him every 72 hours. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then, you know, and it worked out because it's like, again, you just focus on your life and the fact that you're busy and that you've got shit going on. Yeah. And you're golden. All right, let's get into some questions because so many people just want information. I'm going to start with the confidence piece because so many of these are related to confidence. How do I start dating at 36? How I'm overweight. Should I get on a dating app or should I not? And my thought is you, I, I don't know. This is like sad to me what's going on in here right now. It, I think what unfortunately our society has really fucked us is this idea that in order to be lovable, we have to be a certain way. And that beauty is this idealized image that a white old man created. It is just not. Like when I think about the people I love in my life, I don't notice the way they look. I notice about how they make me feel. But we laugh if like, you know, they're truly there for me. If they check in with me, if I love spending time with them, if I could sit on my couch and scrolling through TikTok together and not speak to one another for hours, that is what I look out for. In a partner, in a friend, no one gives a fuck about what you look like. People care about your mind and what's inside. And it's so cliche, but it's literally, it's just so fucking true. Have you ever noticed that like someone you thought was really hot has a shitty ass personality, he's a dick. And then suddenly like, they don't really look that hot anymore. Or the opposite, your best friend starts seeing this guy that you're like, I don't think he's that hot. And then over time, you begin to love him so much. And because he makes her so happy and you love spending time with them that suddenly like he's so attractive. Hello. It's about what's coming from within. But the problem is, is like, I wouldn't recommend dating until you really nurture the relationship with yourself. And I say this all the time, which is like, you have to verbally speak to yourself in the mirror and say nice things to yourself. And I don't give a fuck if it sounds weird or it's like awkward or you don't believe it. It doesn't matter because if your friend walks into a room and she says, I'm dating at 36, are you going to tell her like, oh, well, 36, that's too late. What? You'd be like, absolutely. Let's fucking go. Let's do your dating app. Let's run it. Right? Like whenever we are with anyone else in our life that we love, we're so quick to lift them up if they're down. When it comes to ourselves, we kick, we kick ourselves down. We're horrifically mean to ourselves in a way that we would never be mean to anyone else. And it's universal. Everyone's doing this to themselves. So I want everyone Everyone. that's listening to realize that like I can be mean to myself. Serena can be mean to herself. We're all our worst critics and we have to check ourselves on a regular basis and go, is this truth or is this societal programming? And also I think it's really about, right. Like getting in front. 
the reason why I say get in front of the mirror is because it's like, you're actually looking at yourself and you're like, can you really say these things to yourself out loud? Probably not. And so whenever I get into those spiral patterns, I run to the mirror and I, and there's that distancing because it's a reflection where I can literally be talking to myself and being like, okay, we're not going to spiral here. We're going to, we have societal pressures. And also like, you're doing great. Like you're going to find your person. Like I lift myself up and having that eye contact and that actual verbal like communication is the biggest game changer of all time. And I used to confidence coach during the pandemic. And I have people literally messaging me being like, ever since I found you in 2020, I just, that's the one thing I just stay consistent in. And it's completely changed the perception of myself. Yeah. Well, it's like speaking affirmations, right? It's like, you're really affirming who you are and the good qualities about yourself. And people are going to pick up on that. Always. Oh my God. Literally like, and I'm actually curious, you know, because I think the thing is, it's like, I'm super confident in who I am. And I have a very high, um, I just think like I've dated so much in my life that like at this point, I feel like I really know what I want, what I don't want. And I just don't need to put up with, you know, less than what I deserve. But I think that the confidence or who I am, like can sometimes be very intimidating uh, towards men. And I'm curious if you experience that as well. I think it's, it's interesting for sure, because I, I have done a lot of work and this is more like on the spiritual level. I developed a really hard shell because of my history. And I realized that I was operating a lot in my like masculine, which was really like a go-getter, ballsy bitch, all of the things. And that's not to say that girls who are that are operating their masculine. But for me, When I actually looked at like how I wanted to live, it was, I want to be cherished. I want to be cared for. I want to live a soft life. I want to stop doing and I want to start being. I want to be with a partner who really listens to me and cherishes my needs, all of these things. And so it's not so much that like my personality changed because I'm still a really big personality. It's that I stopped telling men what I thought and wanted and I started telling them how I felt and it was amazing the way I mean my current partner is so incredible I don't even know like it almost brings tears to my eyes a perfect example of this is we were on a date and he asked me um, he goes what do you want and you know if you saw yourself a couple years from now what would it look like. And instead of telling him what I thought or blah, 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 I just said, I want to feel really good. I want to be in a space that feels really warm and inviting. And I want to be, I love this. I want a garden where I can walk around in at, at, at golden hour and pick fruits and vegetables and come into my house and make my family dinner. I want lots of dogs. I want a home that feels happy. I want, I told him how I felt, right? And then I asked him the same question and he goes, well, I want a big, big house on a big piece of land with a bunch of dogs. And, and, you know, it was just this like cute moment. Fast forward. It's been three and a half months later. It's my birthday. I moved into a new home and it has a pretty big backyard. And I see my boyfriend on my ring carrying in these huge tubs. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And so I go outside and he goes, he went to a vintage store in Santa Barbara and got these old cut off wine barrels. And he goes, babe, this is the start of our garden. 
And I'm telling you guys, when you can tap into your divine feminine and you can start talking about how you want to feel and you can be in the in the reception mode, the mode of receiving, (laughs) you will be amazed. So, yes, I have a big personality and it can often be, I'm sure. And I'm also really smart. And that was something my boyfriend told he was like you're really smart. And sometimes it like blows my mind. It makes me like feel a certain way (laughs) with like how much, you know, and we'll get into these conversations. And I have to remember that we can have big and tough conversations where we disagree. But when I stay in my feminine, right. And, and stay and like, I don't know how to explain it more than that. Like we end up agreeing more so. And same thing with communicating over our needs, right? Like, Hey, when you do X, I feel like this. Yes. Of course. What do Instead you of being accusatory. Yes. What do you think would bring us back into like a, a synchronicity here? Cause this is just feeling really uncomfortable to me right now. If you're dating a man who at all feels intimidated by your confidence and by your presence, run. I don't want more. Run. Run. Get the fuck out. Because yeah, that's not a man. It's a boy. It's a boy. That's the guy that's like, I don't like you hanging out with that friend. Yeah. You know, like, uh, no. no, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> that's the guy Definitely that's not. like, where were you last night? No, no, no. Like, not doing that. Or like, I don't think you should wear that. Mm-hmm. You know, not going to happen. Not a fuck yes. So no. I think talking to yourself in the mirror is a great thing. I think dating yourself, like to be honest with you, I think it's like the dating yourself. I think people just feel really afraid to be alone. And when you think about it, it's like you came into this world alone. You're gonna leave alone. Like being alone doesn't mean being lonely. Like you have yourself, which is your best friend. It's somebody that's been with you consistently your whole life. And you also are surrounded by your friends, other people. And I think that once you let go that you need someone to complete you you are able to relax and like let what's supposed to come into your life come in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, All right. Grudish is her name on here. She says she's dating two men, sleeping with one, romantic dates with the other with no sex right now. How do I navigate? No sex? No sex with the romantic guy. Sex with just sex with the other guy. I mean. Keep going. (laughs) I don't see a problem until romantic guy says, Hey, I want us both to get off the apps. I couldn't agree more. I think that like, you have to like, someone last week asked me, like, I found out that the guy that I'm dating now, like was dating other girls before we were official. Should I be angry? And I was like, no, like, again, like you should assume that they're seeing other people and that's okay because that man ended up choosing you. Yeah. Like that should make you feel good. When I got into my open marriage situation, everyone was like, how do you deal with the jealousy piece? And my answer is always this. It, that's your own shit. It that's is. your it's own shit. And I will say marriage, whether you're open or not, is a constant act of choosing each other every single day, period. And so if you're in a miserable marriage, you haven't been choosing each other for way too long and mm-hmm. you need to start choosing each other to make that marriage work. Same totally. thing with if you're dating multiple people at the end of the day, if you choose to be monogamous with that person and you want a future with that person, amazing. But 
you know, if you're worried about Julie, who's also dating your partner and that she's better for you or whatever, and he ends up with Julie, you just save yourself a lot of heartache because that marriage probably might have not worked out. And I just feel like, you know, what's meant to be will be. And if the connection is strong enough and you guys are compatible enough, then it works out. Amen. A hundred percent. Um, all right. I want to get back to with my ex. What do I do? I, I mean, honestly, like there's obviously exceptions to every rule. We obviously would need more information. Um, like how long has it been, et cetera. But I really do believe like when you're in a relationship and you choose to break up, it's like milk that gets spoiled. And you know, with milk, like if it goes spoiled, like you don't put it back in the fridge and expect it to become fresh again. And while I, there are exceptions to this rule and we've seen it time and time again, those exceptions are like with, it's almost like that milk, like got recycled and made into a new milk. There was so much time for that person to grow, to go to therapy, move, travel, come back and, you know, really develop a new version of themselves. So that's when I think that that's okay. But I think like, it's so normal to want to get back together with your ex after you break up, but should you No, it's broken. Give it no. time. I mean, if time. six months, it's nine months down the road, you bitch. might not it want sucks. them whatsoever. I don't. My ex, I like yeah. thought I would never get over him. It was my first love. And of course I did. It just took a lot of fucking time. You know what I mean? And you have to, it's the worst because it's the one thing that you can control. So in that situation, I'd be like, what can you control? Focusing on things that make you happy, discovering new things that, you know, you want to try making new friends, going on dates, like exercising, spending time with your family. Like that is a way for you to utilize that time and to distract yourself. But don't get back. I also think we just are so like, I look at my daughter right now who's just starting to have crushes on boys. And she's also having, it's crazy. She's, she's nine. She's in fourth grade. (laughs) And so, you know, like the crushes are starting my crush, I started, I had my first crush at four years old. Like I was boy motherfucking crazy. Me too. I was like, I, okay. I'm going to tell everyone the most embarrassing story ever. I was in kindergarten, fucking kindergarten. And I liked this boy so much. And don't ask me where I learned this behavior, but it was probably from my mom who was like a total whore. And I love her so much. And she would admit that too. Love. But I found my mom's like sports bra and I put it on underneath my t-shirt. Yes, please. And I'm sitting Love. on the bench <laughs> and pretending to cry so that will he'll <laughs> come up to me. And then when he comes up, I just like flashed him a little shoulder with like my bra strap. <laughs> and I remember just please. I just loved this boy so much. I know my my daughter, she has not had a single crush until this year. It's I'm like, you're nine. This is five years too late. At her pace, at her pace. (laughs) She's not missing anything. When I was really, when I was four, like I like really liked this kid and I knew he liked Pokemon. So I asked my mom to buy a Pokemon like magazine at the time. And I drew like two Henry, like love Serena, heart, 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 put it in his cubby. And then like after a recess, I went back to my cubby and he had put it back in my cubby. So it was a really nice rejection at that age, um, really subtle. Like he didn't tell anyone he'd make fun of me, <laughs> but prizes don't chase winners. And Henry should have been buying me a magazine. There you go. Versa. There you go. 
But, you know, I was talking to her about, you know, how and I what this is the advice that I needed when I was little with friends and boys or girls when you're young or when you grow up in a small town or whatever, you might feel like this is it that this, you know, you have to find oh my God. your people yeah. here. Oh my God. You think that. Yeah. And then you reach your mid twenties. And if you're smart, you'll try to get out of that small town as fast as you fucking can. Yeah. And you will see that there's a big, big world with lots of people and lots of potential. And so it doesn't matter that autumn was mean to you at dance or that you're you'll never see autumn again you'll never you're gonna grow up you're gonna move on and i feel like i i have friends who are born and raised i now live in the town where i grew up and they've never left and they settled and they're getting divorces because they settled for the man maybe now they'll move to the the, the i'm hoping they will because that's yeah i mean i think it's like when you're in middle school, high school, like you don't get to choose your friends. Like you were literally like sent to this place that your parents picked. There's a certain amount of kids. And like, that's who you're stuck with. You're in a bubble, even with college. Yeah. When you graduate to the real world, you start to see that you have so many options. You don't have to be friends with people you don't want to be friends with. You don't have to date the same guy as your friend that likes him, whatever. Like that was something that was like, it was, it's tough. Cause you're kind of like confined to this world that like, you didn't really get to choose who was in. And then as you get older, but that's a perspective and that's age. I think like, you know, it's so, but I was just, just thinking about the Pokemon story I told you with this boy. It's like you talking about like the divine feminine and that masculine, like, as you can see from such a young age, I was like, I want this mm-hmm. kid. I'm going to get it. Like that was just it. Yeah. And I think it's about letting, learning how to kind of like be so confident in who you are, working on yourself, loving yourself, loving your own company and just letting things also unfold the way that they're supposed to and not forcing them to occur, I think is really important. And here's the thing too. If your goal is to really be romanced and cherished, you need to pull yourself, you know, back a second here and go like, what do I really want? Because you can tell your girlfriends what you think all day long. You can tell your boss, your employees, you can tell whoever else what you think and what you know, what your opinions are all day long. But if your goal is to be cherished and taken care of and to have someone listen to your needs and to fulfill them, you need to start telling your partner how you feel. But let's just say before we get to a partner, right? Would you say this on a date? Like on a date, if they're like, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want in life? Are you, would you say something like that? If I said, okay, so you can be really clear about, you know, say, oh, you know, it would feel, I think right now what would feel good to me is dating and finding someone that just really makes me feel X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm focused on right now. It's like, I just want to feel cherished. I want to feel excited about someone. I want to feel the romance. I want to feel whatever. Or... I'm just wanting to feel, you know, like flirty, fun and casual, like right. it depends on what you're looking for, you know? So totally. let your heart and your, the way you feel guide you rather than your mind. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of women go, how am I going to play the game? How am I going to make this work? How am I, how am I going to fit him into my life? Oh my God, what it blah, blah, blah. And it's right. like, no, be in the environment. Does what he say 
And does the does the things that he's saying and the way that he's showing up feel good to you? And let right. that guide you. And then eventually really yeah. you have a TikTok where you're like, say what you want. You can absolutely say what you want. I feel, you know, say we're like, we've been dating for two months. We've gone on eight dates. You know, we've, we've seen each other like once, once a week. It's been great. And you're wanting to move forward with this guy. You can say, I feel really good with you. Right. And I don't know where you're at, but I just want to let you know that like, I really love spending time with you. And this has been great. Great. And then let him step in. Let him say, let him say, let him, let him, let him decide. And he will say, right. It doesn't have to be like, this is what I want. It's like, I feel like we have a really great connection. And when I'm with you, X, Y, and Z, what do you think about that? And then just sit back and let him tell you, what do you think? And let him tell you. And if he goes, you know, I'm not really ready to commit. He wasn't going to commit in ever, two more ever. months. It's not because you brought up the conversation. Mm-mm. It's literally because he just never was, period. Yeah. If he wanted to, he would. It's just too. And let me tell you something, because some fear came up in my relationship. And I'm so grateful that I have a partner who is just so evolved. Mm-hmm. Some fear came up and um, I acted out in a really shitty way in mm-hmm. this relationship. As we do as women, sometimes we get a little crazy. And, um, he drove to my house, which is like an hour away from his. And he showed up and he's like, what's going on? And I said what I thought was going on or what I felt like was going on. And he was like, "Mm, I think there's something else. And he said something so perfectly. He goes, when we have some, some red flag, some fear that comes up and we don't Mm -hmm. talk about it right away. What ends up transpiring is we don't take care of our need and then we just start to develop like crazy scenarios in our head. And then eventually we act out on that scenario and it blows the whole thing up. And so if you're afraid, yeah, if you're afraid that this guy is not going to tell you what you want to hear, that's probably your answer, but it's still worth having the conversation and then you know and then you can move on and the more that we have these conversations the more used to it we get right like I think too we're so used to like the fairy tale everything just worked out we don't really know how to communicate and so the more that you work up that communication muscle the better you're gonna get at Dating. I totally agree. And it's also like, you know, really what's the worst thing that can happen? Like he tells you, he doesn't like you. Okay, good. Then, you know, and you can move on, yeah. but it's like the, that in limbo in the dark thing. Cause you're so afraid, but that's why it's so important to like, feel good about yourself because ultimately like, if they don't like you, that's okay. That just means it wasn't your person. That doesn't suddenly mean that it, that you're not good enough and you're not worthy. And I think that that's why people are afraid to ask because they're afraid to hear but mostly because it'll confirm what they really feel about themselves. But honestly, bad communication ruins a lot of good things. It's just better to over-communicate, you know? I agree. Um, it, well, there's a balance to that because some of it is like, is this my shit that I'm carrying in here or is this reality? You know what I mean? It's like there's a there's a balance there too because if you're someone that's like an over-needy person, you cannot go to your partner for every little thing. You have to learn how to take care of yourself too. Like there's a balance there. One plus one equals two. One plus one equals two. What sign are you, by the way? I'm a Gemini on the cusp of cancer. Yeah. 
So well, I'm an Aries cancer cancer. Mm. Big three. Yeah, I have a lot of cancer in my chart. So I Very my water. big three is is lots of air. It's a Gemini, Libra, Sagittarius. Nice. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that I love your um, do it for the plot thing. I think that that slogan has really been in my mind all summer. And I what it really boils down to for me is this. You only get one life to live right now. Fucking mm-hmm. live it. Who That's what cares? It is. And when Who I look up. Fuck. When I look back on my life and people are like, do you regret your open marriage? Did it for no. the plot? <laughs> like, I'm just doing everything for the plot now. Honey. You're the motherfucking main <laughs> character. You literally do what feels good for you. Like, nothing matters. We're going to die. We're literally, literally living in a simulation. Like, literally nothing matters. Like, no one's going to remember us at some point. But your story is yours. It, it transforms you into the person you are today. And everything is just for the fucking plot. It's pop girl's summer baby so just enjoy your life you know where can all of my listeners follow along with you on social and buy your amazing card games tell us more. serena kerrigan on tiktok instagram twitter and let's fucking date.com you can buy all my card games we're also including a condom with every card game so y'all stay protected in this terrible time that we're living in the card games are great if you want to, if you are in a relationship, if you have a spouse, if you are in a group of friends, if you're just looking to fuck, if you're on a date, I need to send you the games if we haven't already. I think we should have. I would, but... I would love some. Oh, wait, I need to send you all of them. I'll get your address number. But yes, have a pop girl summer. Enjoy. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you. It was so fun. This week's affirmation is, I am courageous enough to start showing up and letting myself be seen. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 